Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, moon lovers. Today's episode is dedicated to my darling mum, who left this earth on the 18th of December 2013. Her birthday falls on this coming new moon and her name was Beverly and I miss her dreadfully. <laughs> and speaking of people that I miss, Kerry Hurrigan is with us. Sue, it's so lovely to see you again. It's so lovely. I know, twice in one I month. No, Amazing. Oh, too long. Even a fortnight's too, two weeks too long if you ask me. It is. <laughs> it is. You should come and live with me. I've got some spare rooms. <laughs> Today's conversation revolves around the upcoming new moon in Cancer, occurring on the 21st of June, 2020. Empowering yourself by acknowledging your emotional needs. I just love that. So many of us don't do that. I think this podcast is very timely, Kerry, because we are all emerging from a pretty horrific two months of global lockdown, reviewing the aftermath, both physically and emotionally. And a lot of us are assessing some major life changes at the moment. Many folk I talk to are wanting to work at home more. Commuting may become a thing of the past for some mm. people. And an overall feeling of wanting to slow down is the vibe I'm picking up. Yes, I'm picking up the same thing. The, yeah. Something's happened. Things yeah. have changed. Yes, hasn't yes. It? And, and also to um, the state of the world, mm. like the state of America, the state of England and Australia and well, they're the three major axes that we are involved with because we mm. live in Australia and America is our ally. So we always have this thing with them. Yes. It's a- and it's horrific what's happening. So I am keen to dive into your thoughts around the energy of the cancer, cancer cancerian, is that how you pronounce cancerian. it? Cancerian. Cancerian and the aspects of the gentle new moon in cancer. I like to put it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, 2020 would have to be... I think one of the most standout years, certainly of our lifetime mm. and probably of many lifetimes. But you are right, the new moon in Cancer is happening on the 21st of June and a solar eclipse are both happening at zero degrees and 21 minutes of Cancer on the 21st of June. We are in the middle of eclipse season where there are three eclipses, two lunar and one solar, happening between the 5th of June and the 5th of July. Eclipses signify change to move forward and often come with feelings of intensity. The 21st of June also signifies the change into Leo as well the sun changes signs. So there's also several planets that are retrograding in June. They are Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto and Mercury. The retrograde motion looks like the planet stops and moves backwards, stops again to change direction 
and moves forward. And a good analogy is when you're in traffic, you catch up to the car in the lane next to you where it appears that the wheels are going backwards when in fact the car is moving forward. Retrogrades can be seen as disruptive. However, they slow things down and they allow us to look at things objectively. We can get some distance to things where we are too close to and see things from a different perspective. A good idea to look at your own birth chart to see what areas of life in your own life that are affected. You can get a birth chart from numerous websites. I think the best one is astro.com and you can see what houses or areas of your life, the planets and the new moon are transiting. Mercury retrograde is happening on the 18th of June to the 12th of July and this is all to do with communications. So make sure you are clear in giving your communication and you are clear in the communication you are receiving. Ensure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and there's a link in the show notes to where you can see what dates the planets are retrograding and um, the signs as well. Okay, so that takes us to the moon and the moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings. It is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe. And I say this every podcast, Sue, and I cannot stress enough that true emotional security can only come from within. When we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave or are taken away, we can have a life crisis. And this is normally when people will seek out an astrologer. The moon represents the energy of the mother as you've so lovingly said, the home and our main emotional needs on a daily basis that fulfill and satisfy us. The moon is about nurturing, how well you were nurtured as a child and how we nurture others. Intuitive and sensitive, it rules the chest, the breast, the stomach, which is the seat of the emotions and female hormones. In evolutionary or soul astrology, we are taught the moon represents our ego and you just have to consider how close the ego and the emotions are. Mm. There are two sides to every coin and the moon is no exception. And this brings me to the distortion of the moon that can be overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational and moody. The new moon is the beginning of a new cycle and it is the best time, the perfect time to set your intention. Okay, so now we move on to the sign of Cancer. Cancer is a cardinal water sign ruled by the moon, representing the stomach and the breast, chest, womb, ovaries, and the mucosa in the body. Mm. Sometimes you do talk about the... I do talk about the the mucosus. (laughs) I don't call it mucosus. I call it mucus. (laughs) (laughs) So the principle of cancer is I feel. It is extremely sensitive and emotional. Cancer is reflective and vulnerable and can implode in their vulnerability, even though they can appear very strong. They sense the hurt in others. Rejection and ridicule feels painful, almost unbearable. In fact, they can have a photographic memory where stressful emotions are experienced. They can recall every minute detail down to who said what, what everyone was wearing, where they were standing or sitting, time and anyone else that was there. Hurtful experiences send them to withdraw back into their shell where they feel safe and secure. 
Cancer needs to be nurtured and are incredible at nurturing and protecting those they care for. There is an acute intuition with cancer that picks up on where others are vulnerable and will gladly nurture them. Cancer is the mother of the zodiac. In turn, it describes your experience of your mother in childhood. Cancer loves everything to do with the home, cooking, the family, ancestors and the past. Hugely sentimental, it will hang on to something no matter how small because of the sentimental value. Cancer needs a lot of nurturing for their emotional security. So the home is very important to them. And interestingly, they make a home wherever they go. It holds comfort for them and are usually real homebodies. Money also provides security, but it is the emotional security that is important. Shyness, which can be extreme at times and can be very, they can be very timid at times, being reluctant to put themselves out there because of the acute sensitivity. There's a huge amount of kindness, sympathy, intuition and imagination. However, just like a crab, it can hang on to relationships long after it was time to let go. This can apply to hanging on things of the past. I nearly brought with me today a tooth <laughs> I had out when I was about eight and oh, it's a molar, and I was going to bring it to show you. Oh gosh, you're going to have to listen to you. You'll have to listen to the podcast Minimalists. It can help you carry to get rid of that tooth. So yeah, I still have it after all this time. So not letting go is big with cancers. Mm, mm. They find it very hard to let go. So there is a tendency to even hoard things from the past because I have a cancer son. That's, mm. I should have said that in the beginning. Interestingly, there is a stubbornness with cancer done in an inactive or passive way by avoiding things. The moon rules the tides and as they ebb and flow, so does our emotions, always changing and shifting, reflecting the fluctuating moods. There is also a distortion of cancer, and it comes from the acute sensitivity to the point at times anything that is perceived as hurtful can bring on a huge emotional, irrational reaction. The moods can fluctuate and change at a moment's notice. If you live with a cancerian, be them child or adult, and they are in a mood Leave them until they get over it themselves, letting the emotions subside. Or you can experience a tsunami of emotions crashing upon you. Wow. I wish I knew that about my mum, like beforehand, because I used to go like, mum, mum. You know, and she was, she's exactly a perfect Cancerian. Like she's just. Because she that. liked things about the family past oh. too, didn't she? Yes. Oh, yeah. But she did a lot of family, oh, she did the family tree mm. going back to the 17th century. Goodness me. Yes. Yep. Goodness, you'll have to tell me about that one day. So this brings us to the new moon in Cancer. The new moon is the ideal time to set your intention. Tapping into the energy of the Cancer new moon, you can see where you can find emotional security and comfort. See what houses the new moon of Cancer is transiting in your chart, as this will tell you what area of your life will be affected where you can make new beginnings. For example, if it is falling in your second house, this could be uh, issues of emotional security around the home or money. In the 10th house, which is yours, which mm. I checked, this could be a time to find your internal mother to self-nurture. And I got that from your opening comments about your mum. I mm. just sensed that there was um, you were missing her quite a lot. And mm. I thought, mm, I think you need to 
be a bit of a mother to yourself. Yes. The 12th house, watch for oversensitivity, take time for some solitude and start a meditation practice. If things need to be changed, whether that emotional security is related to your finances or home and family issues, you can set your, set your intentions here. Cancer is all about emotions and feelings and for stressful feelings and what is causing them Causing them, seek out Byron Katie to find that emotional shift to find your inner security. So be aware there could be added intensity with the solar eclipse during this new moon in Cancer period. Gosh, that's a lot. Yes, it's a beautiful sign. It is. It's a very feeling sign, a very Mm. empathetic, sympathetic. Mm. But there is also that distortion of Cancer Mm. that... Moods can be overwhelming you don't know. as well. You don't know what, what mm. sort of a mood you get and mm. they can go to extremes yep. and, you know, it's best to give them a wide berth if they're moody. Yeah, that's fa- so fascinating. The um, Let's talk about the menstrual cycle. Okay. See how that – isn't that a fascinating topic, the two – like the moon and the menstrual cycle. Yes, the I'm combination not... of the two. Where you came up with that, I it always fascinates it's me. It's quite bizarre. I just love it because the moon is feminine. We are feminine. We have a cycle. The moon's a cycle. It just all makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> it does. Not to me anyway. <laughs> and to our lovely followers who follow us every single um, fortnight. So let's look at week one. When your period falls on a new moon, it is considered in folklore to be the true timing of a woman's period. You are not only experiencing the release of a uterine lining, but you are also experiencing a call to reset your emotional body. I acknowledge with deep sympathy women who are grieving this week as a period also signifies they are not pregnant. Yes, I had that many times. But yes, I know you do. Yes. Mm. I also acknowledge women who suffer horrendously with period pain and nausea, which I know that you did, Kez. Yes. Mm. Unlike you, Sue, I don't miss them at all. <laughs> That's right. This, <laughs> this week during the new moon in Cancer, take the time to truly love yourself. Truly love yourself. Even find out what that actually means. This energy, coupled with your own innate feminine compassion, will allow you to embrace the most important person in the world. It's you. Mm. You, moon lover. You are the most important person in the world. Your inner being is what needs to be nurtured this week. Whatever you're working with during your moon time, just allow it to be and love yourself through it. This is a good week to truly start tracking your cycle. The only way you can make change is by understanding what your body does each month. Do you notice any subtle variances from one month to the next? Reflecting on these variances, what triggers an intense period or a gentle flow? Is it always constant? This is one of the questions I want to ask today. Is your period always heavy? Mm -hmm. Is it always light? Is there a pattern to it? And if it's a pattern to it, then you might be able to see what you do in the previous weeks that lead up to it. And if you change either your mindset or something that you do uh, emotionally or physically, does that affect your period as well? I think it's a fascinating topic to look at. And I think Mm. we actually looked at it last podcast as well about the way we think can impact on the way our physical bodies react. 
there's lots of science around that now. Oh, absolutely. Lots of science. What's mm. your suggestions? Well, as things slow down this week, it can be a time of reflection. So be truthful and honest about your feelings and consider how you can better nurture yourself emotionally. I thought to make this a theme throughout the month would be a good idea, especially in week three and four. Mm. Yeah, absolutely correct. So week two, the energy of this new moon in Cancer allows for a deep reflection of the inner mind and gives us an opportunity to slow down no matter what part of your cycle you're for. I often talk about week two being a flurry of activity due to the rising hormone of estrogen. However, I'm asking you to turn all that energy inwards Mm. and begin a self-reflective week. So instead of outward pouring and fun and frivolity and oh, just turn it all inwards. Here's a really good thing you could do. If you have a full length mirror, I know this is scary. You're looking at me weird, Kerry. But if you have a full length mirror, get it out and begin the challenge of looking at yourself, really looking at yourself naked from top to toe. I have done that Probably in my 53 years on this earth, I've done that about 10 times. Mm-hmm. Normally, I just look from my chest up mm-hmm. and that's it. And I thought, oh, my God, I didn't realise how much my boobs have sagged. <laughs> I think the last time I looked, I went, oh, my God, this is crazy. Well, I don't wear a lot of bras when I'm around the house, so that's probably the problem. But, um, yeah, but it's a, a fascinating exercise because it's kind of cringeworthy if you don't truly love yourself. Because you're full of oestrogen and you're full of beautiful endorphins and you're full of all these juicy sort of things running through your veins, you can actually, when you look at yourself, you can actually be a bit more kinder this month because you're emotionally high. You should be emotionally high with all the oestrogen. So that's why I've asked you to do it this week. As I mentioned, days 8 to 14, I've mentioned this many times, Kerry, in my podcast, but days 8 to 14 are filled with the rising hormone of oestrogen and a smaller amount of progesterone. Interestingly to note, progesterone is only made by the adrenal glands at this stage. So according to my favourite doctor, as I always mention her, Dr Libby, what is also produced by the adrenal gland is stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. So last podcast we talked about the effect of low levels of progesterone moving into week three can cause PMS during the last six days of your cycle. One reason for low progesterone could be the high level of stress hormones being generated during week two, the week that we're in and talking about now. So remembering that the stress hormones shut down good adrenaline and progesterone production. So what we're trying to do is keep the progesterone high in week three and week four to prevent PMS. So what are we doing in week two to slow down the stress levels, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm asking you to, to withdraw this week and see what the change will be in your period in the coming or in your cycle in the coming week three and week four. Does that kind of make a bit of sense to you? Absolutely. Great. So let's get a handle on stress this week to support yourself in the coming weeks. Get your inner cheddar working for you by listening to our meditation on the app. You have got to slow down the mind. You've got to slow down that cheddar because that cheddar often and invariably is all about your self-worth, 
and what you feel about yourself. So looking at the mirror, you say these things like, you are beautiful. Yeah, so you got saggy tits. So what? Yeah, so you got a spare tie around, you know, your waist. Yeah, so what if you've got some fat around this and, and you're getting older and you're in, you're in your 40s and you feel what, whatever it is that you're talking to yourself, you, you won't be able to stop it. That's fine. But what you can do is a counteraction and say, but that may not be true. Yes, I've got saggy tits, but they still look good in a bra. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's how you can counteract that talk. You, you self-nurture your talk. Mm-hmm. Accept what you say and love it and say, that may not be true, Susie. You know? You know, that may not be true. Then start saying no to yourself. You know what you need to say no to, moon lovers. You know what you need to say no to. I'm not even going to go there. We all have our own no's. Mm-hmm. Mine is no to Netflix during the week because I'm addicted. Mm. Mine is no to the third cup of coffee during the day because otherwise I talk really quickly like this. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is get creative. It doesn't matter if you are an artist or not. That, that is not the issue. It's not for anybody to look at. it. This is just for you. So drawing, writing, colouring, paint, knit and paper mache, what that does for the brain is it stops the chatter. It's kind of like a yantra. If you think meditating is a bit too hard, if you draw... If you do something with your hands and concentrate, it gives your mind something to do, mm. lowers the stress levels. Mm. And then, of course, the second thing is get out into nature and walk in the sunshine with the trees on the beach, along the lake, up the street. Get into nature because what that does is immediately lowers the stress levels. Everybody has a street they can walk on. Everybody has something they can do. We are full of estrogen. What can we do to look inward and focusing on ourselves and to lower those stress levels down. Cancer sends us inward. It's an internal sign. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. We have to go from, we have to go within. This is where our security, yes. it's ruled by the moon. Yes, and I didn't, haven't even seen your notes on that one. That's no, fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm just actually, I had, I got a little something small here to say, but just, just expanding a little bit mm. on what you were saying. Mm. Uh, as far as loving yourself, well, you know, if you don't love yourself, who else is going to? Mm. Now, you might be married or with a partner. You don't know if they love you or not. We assume they do but you, and you might love them. But really, you have to love yourself, mm. which sounds so corny and so new agey. But mm. you find things about yourself to compliment. Mm. You know, it could be, God, you know, Kerry, I love the way you dealt with that interaction with that person that could have been explosive and you mm. decided not to. You decided to not to speak, which is the best thing I can do at times, and wait. For stressful emotions are triggered by stressful thinking and, again, I recommend Byron Katie going through her process because you do find that emotional shift. And once you address these stressful thoughts... They never return. And she says they're like children. They're screaming out to you for you to give them attention, to be heard. Mm. It's the most remarkable process and it's all free. The other thing I just wanted to mention, you said get out in nature. Cancer energy loves anything around the home, the garden. Loves the garden. Mm. So you could maybe even start a veggie patch Mm. for, you know, winter vegetables here, spring vegetables over home or, or in the garden. But this week is a great 
week for getting things done, as you said. Uh, maybe the week to start your own do-it-yourself projects around the home. And if there is some issues with family, it could be a good week to begin a healing process of some, mm. of some kind as well. Mm. That's very wise. Because that's stressful. You're such a wise woman. Well, I've lived long enough, Sue. I hope I've learnt something by now. <laughs> True. <laughs> Week three. Ovulation is the key to human life on this planet, Kerry. Doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't be you without it. That's right. Now, just think on that for a minute. As a woman with, and I'm talking about me now, with 450 cycles behind her, I never truly stopped to consider how magnificent my body truly was. 450 cycles. Wow. Week three, you have an opportunity this week. If you're, you know, if you're in week three with this beautiful new moon, you have the opportunity to honor your body by acknowledging the power you have. Have you ever felt that moment when your egg was released? This is what happens in week three. At the beginning of week three, your egg is released and progesterone releases afterwards. So after you ovulate, typically day 14 of your cycle, your egg is released and you make a surge of progesterone from the corpus luteum. It's no longer coming from the glands. It's coming from this little, like the sac, kind of like a sac. That's what the corpus luteum is. And a little bit more of an expansion of that from Wikipedia. I got this information and Mm -hmm. we all love Wikipedia. The corpus luteum is essential for establishing and maintaining pregnancy in females. The corpus luteum secretes progesterone, which is a steroid hormone responsible for the decidualization of the endometrium, basically its development, mm-hmm. and the maintenance, respectively. So without it, the womb doesn't get juicy sort of lining, thickening up, and that's what it does, and that's what progesterone is responsible for. I, I just need you to understand actually what, what actually does happen. So I've got a beautiful Facebook post of the ovary and all the different stages of ovulation. So fascinating. And once you begin to understand how your body actually happens, instead of just saying, oh, I'm getting my period, oh, I've ovulated, what does it actually mean? Go deeper. Go deeper into your the science behind it. So a lovely meditation to incorporate this week during your ovulation is to sit quietly, hands held in your lap, take a deep breath, and then place one hand on your lower abdomen, and one hand on your heart. As you breathe out, simply acknowledge your power. Imagine the color orange, and this is your sacral chakra. I'm going to try and pronounce it in in Hindi. Swadhisthana. (laughs) It's spelled S-W-A-D-H-I-S-T-H-A-N-A, the sacral chakra. Isn't that just beautiful? Mm. So what I'm trying to get you to do in in week three is because you have this beautiful progesterone, it's going to naturally make you a little bit more loving, a little bit more slowing down, a little bit more nurturing. You're going to be wanting to do things like cooking beautiful food, especially in winter here in Australia. You're going to be wanting to snuggle down, put your socks and your nighties on or PJs. And what I want you to do is just go within and feel your ovulation. Mm. So when you said that you could have a little pain in your side, that's what you started Absolutely. to Absolutely, yeah. So when you ovulate, some women like don't feel it. a pull. Yeah. It's pulling. Some people can feel it, some people don't. But if you are aware and if you can just be quiet for a, for a couple of moments, like if over the next, you know, day 14, 15, 16, or even prior to that day 13, become quieter, reflective, say no to things, mm. say no to engagements and just sit with this for a little while and 
something magical happens because you actually start to go in and start loving yourself, saying, oh, how powerful am I? How beautiful am I to be able to do this? And I know that there might be some women out there who struggle with that. I think it's important to start. Well, in saying that, the best thing is to find out why you struggle with it. True. We all do. Mm, That's true. And we're not taught to do this. So I would say just more on just what you were talking about by slowing down and cook a lovely meal. Mm. Cancer rules the stomach. Mm. So lovely, lovely meal, that nurturing, self-mothering. This is probably the week when you might want to do it a little bit more. Mm. But whatever the emotional reactions are trigger or or giving you that sense of vulnerability or insecurity you know just what are they exactly Mm. Uh, if they're stressful I can guarantee you they'll be a lie Mm. that's the first and I don't even have to know what they are Mm. but uh, set a new beginning and start a plan to address your issues keep that in mind to prepare in more in in week four to find space where you can find calm as next week could be a real test that's great Thank you. So week four. During this week, you might experience many emotions because week four is usually PMS week, but we're going to be trying to address that over the next couple of months um, about perhaps eradicating PMS as we've been speaking about that over the last several podcasts. So in no particular order, here are a few emotions to ponder on that you might have this week. Love, disgust, (laughs) worry, hurt, Sorrow, grief, surprise, excitement, happiness, joy, optimism, warmth, passion, anger, and again, love. Premenstrual tension brings out the best and the worst in us because sometimes if we can catch it, then we can become quiet and we can not hurt our loved ones if we do suffer from PMS. And if we, on the upside, on the negative side, we could become quite... mm, quite monstrous can't we Kerry oh I would that's being gentle about it Mm. you'd have seen my performances Mm. Mm. terrible so if PMS comes to you this week what emotions come up for you premenstrual tension is different for everybody the main reason for PMT is the feelings you get when your body transitions from high levels of hormones to virtually no hormones it's the transition that your emotional body can't seem to catch in time so if you're aware of it if you know that you're coming into this week then feel for that transition that's when you need to do the inner work and go okay here it comes I can feel the rise I don't have a lot of patience here if you don't have a lot of patience what can you do then just step away Mm. step back until your patience comes back the length of premenstrual tension depends on several factors. As we have been learning over the past several podcasts, low levels of progesterone and high levels of estrogen can cause symptoms of PMT. And it can start days before the period is released. If this sounds like you, I encourage you to get your hormone levels checked out. I just want to change gears now a little bit. So I'm going to read from the Modern Essentials Handbook. As you know, Kes, I'm learning to become a aromatherapist mm-hmm. and it's one of my great joys in life. And I don't speak about essential oils that often, but this was a really a special one I wanted to share with you. Emotions are the way we currently feel. These feelings come in response to what we see, smell, hear, feel, taste, think or have experienced and can affect our future thoughts and behaviour. 
While much is still being discovered about complex psychological and physiological processes involved in emotions, researchers have discovered that emotions involve many different systems in the body, including the brain, the sensory system, the endocrine, hormonal system, and the autonomic nervous system, the immune system, and the release of inhibition or neurotransmitters such as dopamine in the brain. This this all relates back to our thinking, Mm. how we think. So recent research has also begun to uncover compelling evidence that various essential oils and their components have the ability to affect each one of these systems, making the use of essential oils an intriguing tool for helping balance emotions in the human body. Mm. I just love that. I love that science and, and the belief that essential oils are more folklore are coming together. Yeah, It's fascinating. Just like the moon energies, just like essential oils, they are coming together on more of a scientific, cohesive sort of Mm -hmm. thing. A few of my most beloved essential oils that you might like to incorporate during this week to alleviate emotional pain in the body would be, of course, clary sage, um, the essential oil of geranium, lavender, rose, wild orange, and, of course, my most favourite is peppermint. You can diffuse these oils, not burn them, or apply topically with a carrier oil such as coconut, fractionated coconut oil. Don't forget to continue tracking your emotions with the Moon and You app to see how your month went alongside your menstrual cycle. So this month is all about getting a handle of your emotions. Sure, the physical pain is going to be there and the impatience and the irritation. It's because all your hormones are dropping away. But if you're aware of that, Let's then look at how the emotions are triggered and how then you can soothe those emotions through those couple of tools by becoming aware, by tracking and by essential oils and by thinking better thoughts of yourself. Exactly. I agree with you mm. because it all starts from that. Mm. Mm. That's what I mean. Your, your thinking connects to your emotions, your feelings, your the internal world of that, your ego, what's your ego doing? Because that is also involved there always. Mm. And emotions fluctuate every minute of the day, just like the tides, just mm. like the water in the ocean. And this being a transitional week, I had not heard you say that before. That's the first time I'd heard that. And that gave me another level of understanding why this week can be so full of drama for some. Mm. The emotional reactions can be of tsunami proportions. If you can just, as you said, back off, move away, give yourself some space to allow the emotions to subside. Otherwise, you could be reacting again emotionally. You become irrational. You can't get your point across Mm. that you're wanting to. You need to give yourself some solitude and space to calm down to settle yourself down and actually if you are a cancerian and you are in the middle of an emotional emotional response to something the worst thing somebody can say to you is calm down that's only going to poke the bear and you don't poke the bear Mm. so it is hopefully a a week where you've continued that being a mother to yourself nurturing yourself this is the week that you'll benefit from it the most and cancer is a water sign Mm. include to give yourself a little bit of respite from yourself and everybody else maybe a a nice hot bath it won't change anything or Mm. a warm bath or a scented bath or whatever it does Mm. it's not going to 
the be the cure, but immersing yourself is wa- in water mm. and being supported by water mm. is also a lovely feeling. And mm. be aware, just keep in mind, you're, we're also going through a, a solar eclipse here mm. and this can also intensify mm. emotions and feelings yeah. as well. Oh, what a lovely conversation. I know, we should bottle it. We should bottle it. <laughs> so true. Well, my darling friend, thank you so much for being here and all the information that you've gathered. It's been truly a wonderful, a really wonderful podcast. I've enjoyed listening to what you've had to say. Thank, thank you. you, Sue. Well, I mean, who wouldn't be fascinated with themselves? That's who? right. And I mean, everybody's got cancer somewhere yeah. in their chart. We've all got all these signs somewhere. Mm. It is always fascinating mm. to see where what area this is in your life mm. and you can can take what your is it your mantra of the moon in you when you are aware you're in yes. control mm. and you can really put that to use you know? yeah absolutely yeah be gentle with yourself yes so moon lovers please be gentle with yourself this beautiful new moon we love you dearly we thank you so much for listening to us to all bats banging on but we love it and we love you what did you say? Did you say old bats? Did you? You're lucky I'm in a calm way today, Sue. I can't actually grab you. Two but I, I am beautiful, a... <laughs> just a moment, two beautiful, gorgeous birds. Wisdom. Wiz, wise. Full, yeah, anyway. See you later, <laughs> See you later folks. Yeah, take that's care. It. Yeah, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.